Okay, hold on a second, folks. I've got some... Okay, I had to cut it off a Telegram. Something was going on with that, folks. So, if you were listening by Telegram, uh, you probably can't hear me anyway, but I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, there was something going on with that, and I just couldn't deal with it. It was like uh, bongos beating on my brain, you know? So, oh, goodness gracious. So, folks, here we are, posing a matrix again, 3.01 p.m. on uh, the 24th of August, uh, 2023. If you're my age, I can't see if you raise your hand, but how many of you thought that you'd ever see 2023? I remember being, uh, geez, how old was I? Uh, about eight years, nine years old when 2001 A Space Odyssey came out. My dad took me to see it. And they were talking about the year 2000, and I was like, oh, my goodness, that is so far away. You know, and, I'm, and I did the math in my head real quick. I'm going to be like 40 years old in 2001, actually 41, 42. Um, but anyway, it's like, come on. You know, and then it you know, slowly snuck up and got here and left. And, and it's, uh, you know, I added another 20 years to that. Excuse me. Just a little bit of agita. So you guys, you can see it's a nice sunny day in Oregon. You can see the the window there with the sun coming through. Actually, that's a light over there, but there is sun coming through, and there's sun coming through over here. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. Lots of fires around here. Lots of smoke outside. So uh, it's advisable to stay inside, and that's what we're doing uh, for the most part, anyway. So. Oh, boy. This world is really screwed up. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, you know, I'm preaching to the choir, most most likely. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm trying out a new soundboard, folks. Actually, it's an old soundboard, and I'm trying it out. And, uh, yeah, it, it seems to be working. I mean, if, you're, if you can't hear me, I guess you can't hear me. But, um, anyway, jeez. Uh, Okay, I'm going to try one more thing, okay, folks? Uh, if I do this, and I do that, and I start up uh, Telegram again, I really don't like to uh, deprive Telegram of... Uh, okay, let's, let's try this again. Um, I shut the sound off, uh, muted it totally uh, for Telegram, you know, coming back at me. So it kind of looks like it's working now, so... Okay, okay, we'll go with this, okay? And I got it on before we have any main uh, stuff going on here. So, you're probably aware that there's a civil war going on, within the military anyway. It hasn't started in the public sector yet. Although, you know, uh, well, they say hold my beer. <laughs> it's It'll start soon, and um, unfortunately, and I... I don't like to revel in that, but uh, sometimes things like this are needed um, to, to, to bring about, about truth and justice and to get rid of uh, bad trash, you know. And boy, do we have a lot of bad trash. Oh, man, tons of bad trash out there. And um, so hopefully, uh, you know, that uh, hopefully when it starts, it'll get over with real soon. So uh, we'll just keep in prayer and... and um, and uh, have the hope that uh, Yahweh, when when it does start, will bring it into a crashing end real fast. But uh, that deep state monster is pretty big, and he's pretty deep. So uh, 
might take a little bit of effort. But and I'm 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 saying all this to kind of build up to what we're going to talk about tonight or today, and that is uh, the fact that that there is a civil war going on within the military, but not just the military. It's like the higher branches of uh, some of the parts of government. Um, and we're going to be talking specifically about FEMA tonight, but also the FBI. I would not doubt the CIA. Um, the NSA, I think, are pretty well on the White Hat side or the patriotic side. Let's put it that way. i got to quit using that phrase. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, it's not just uh, spy versus spy, like remember from uh, Mad Magazine, but um, it is... Uh, it is military versus other military is the, the corrupt parts of government, uh, mostly that are run by the federal sector. But um, as we know that the legislative branch is pretty dirty, uh, pretty dirty, pretty tarnished. Um, and you can need, they're going to need a lot of elbow grease to clean that up. And um, and also the uh, well, I think the judicial branch is pretty well good, but who knows? You know, just when you think that things are, are good, you know, you find out that uh there's been some schmuck sitting in some office somewhere, and uh, he needs to go, or she needs to go, as the case may be. Um, so, uh, <laughs> wow, we're really going to take off here tonight. Um, I want to start out with something uh, that I found on real, uh, not real world news, on, um, yeah, natural news. And they did an interview, this is kind of encapsulating the whole gist of the interview, but... Uh, with Steve Quayle, and uh, between Steve Quayle and Mike Adams, okay? And uh, the name of the article is Special Video Report from Steve Quayle and Mike Adams, hyphen, uh, the American government turns its weapons of war against the people. Okay, and if you've been watching the whole Hawaii thing, you could, you've seen how that's been playing out, and that's why we're going to talk tonight about what the, the patriotic military is doing. See, I didn't say white hat. I'm proud of myself, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, it's got a, well, let's see. Uh, as we always do with natural news, uh, we read uh, the uh, the publishing date was 8-21 of 23 uh, by Mike Adams. And tags, there we go. As you know, I love to read the tags because when you read tags, it kind of gives you an idea of maybe, oh, you know, I, I didn't talk about that right there or that. So maybe we need to talk about those two things, too, and I'll jot them down real quick if I need, if I think I need to. Uh, so the tags are authoritarians, uh, big government, communism, domestic warfare, enslaved, evil, famine, fascism, freedom, liberty, Mike Adams, obey, PSYOP, uh, Steve Quill, terrorism, and twisted, and tyranny, and warfare. Okay. And I'm going to scroll on down here a little bit. Uh, pardon me, folks. Uh, I was um, in the midst of some uh, bees. We have a lot of bees around here. Uh, not your normal bees, the, uh, the yellow jackets, the meat bees, and stuff like that. And uh, I put a blue light up outside and... Uh, you know, listening to the zap and stuff. Anyway, I went over there and, and I, some bugs landed on me. And whenever that happens, you know, I don't know if you know this, but or you're like this, but you get a feeling like if an ant walks on you, then you have a feeling like there's ants on you for about 20 minutes or so. And so anyway, that's why I'm, I don't have lice or anything or any other kind of bugs. So ah, there's a kind of funny, 
funny thing there. I don't have a bug, but I'm thinking about bugs. Okay, anyway, let's continue with this article. The tyrannical U.S. government now treats the American people the exact way it has treated other nations for decades. Threats, coercion, force, pillaging, and weaponization of everything. Uh, no American should be surprised that the same lawless tyrants who have, been, who have traumatized the world are now, have now turned their weapons against, inward against the people. Okay. Uh, what the government uh, just did to uh, Lahaina in Maui has been done already in Libya, Iraq, Panama, Afghanistan, Syria, and a long list of other nations. The U.S. government regime has long abandoned any intended intention to coexist with other nations or with its own people in mutual, benef uh, mutual beneficial balance. Um, in no it no longer has the capacity for negotiation, compromise, compassion, or humility. Rather, the U.S. regime, and it's a good word for that, um, characterizes the raw quest for power at any cost, no matter how many lives are destroyed or rules of law have to be violated. The rules-based rules order means we, are, we order you to follow our rules, and we may change uh, those rules anytime for any reason without explanation or justification. And label democracy when utter, uttered by these tyrants means kowtowing to their demands for total control over all planet's resources, energy, food, minerals, labor, and more. Uh, far beyond uh, resembling democracy, the U.S. empire uh, actually functions more like the pirates on the high seas, pillaging and wrecking their way across the globe, threatening others with violence and fear, while existing as parasites that feed off the productivity of citizens. Excuse me. Even worse, uh, this particular band of pirates can print their own money, allowing them to pillage uh, the value of others of, of the dollar, effectively stealing uh, those who, from those who have actually expended time and effort to earn money. It's all being looted from them by the government pirates who are printing and stealing by the trillions. I don't see anything I disagree with yet so far. Um, for these reasons and more, the whole world is sick of the American empire. Hey, yeah, it's true. And so are American people. This is why a revolt, in building, a revolt is building in the minds and hearts of the American people increasingly realize that they will never be free until this regime is moved from power. Amen and hallelujah. Uh, that's also why increasingly we see more and more rooting, uh, rooting for the collapse of the dollar as a means of uh, defunding tyranny and now threatens, that threatens all humanity. Uh, never forget that the U.S. empire is the key exporter of child mutilations, transgenderism, GMOs, censorship, authoritarianism, pornography, biological weapons, and toxic ph pharmaceuticals. Ooh, that's a tall order to fill, but they, they've done it. Um, all this is made possible by more money printing. Uh, what the USA does not own, while the USA does not own children, wait, wait, what the USA does to its own children is arguably worse than the communist China's organ uh, harvesting operations. Uh, the U.S. empire run by criminals and demon-infested transhumanists, <laughs> couldn't have said it better, 
is now the single most evil entity on earth and no nation or group of people is safe as long as this tyrannical empire exists. Uh, meanwhile, BRICS nations and over 100 more are joining in the BRICS currency movement are in the process right now of building new, a new international currency system that will make the dollar obsolete among most of the world's nations. Uh, Operation Sandman is, is in play. It won't be long before the dollar meets its demise, plunging the American people into a near-instant poverty and desperation. Uh, Steve uh, Quayle sounds off on the weaponization of government against the people. Over the weekend, I have conducted an interview with Steve Quayle covering the latest developments in the government's weaponization of everything against we the people. As we cover in this interview, the U.S. government is now engaged in all the following forms of warfare against the American people. Economic warfare, that is shutting down businesses. Current warf uh, currency warfare, printing money and driving down the value of the dollar. Geoengineering slash uh, weather warfare, causing floods, droughts, and crop failures. Food scarcity warfare, starvation and food inflation. Psychological warfare, fear campaigns pushed by the media such as climate terror. Uh, cultural warfare, the LGBT cult indoctrination targeting children. Racial warfare, trying to get the races to hate each other and commit violence against each other. Yeah, unfortunately, they've been pretty good at that. Um, education warfare, hijacking public education to teach children to hate themselves and their country. Uh, censorship warfare, uh, colluding with big tech uh, to censor anyone who tells the truth on nearly any topic. Energy warfare, shutting down energy infrastructure by claiming it's necessary for climate change. If I hear that, climate change, one more time, come out of a liberal's mouth. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, agricultural warfare, seizing or shutting down farms to decrease food production and food resiliency. Uh, terraforming warfare, altering the atmosphere to remove CO2, the molecule necessary for all photosynthesis. Infrastructure warfare, taking out infrastructure comp components such as refineries and power grid subst substations. Um, electric rigging, excuse me, election rigging, uh, to steal the future from people and keep them enslaved under tyranny. Uh, biological warfare, building uh, building the release biological weapon, building and release, that's bad English, biological warfare, building and release biological weapons, it should be releasing, uh, biological weapons to keep pandemics going to control the masses, and vaccine warfare, using vaccines as a cover story for depopulation, infertility injections designed to reduce human populations. And he says here, he says, um, if you, you can hear the full interview with Steve Quill and myself in the last hour or so of today's um, Brighton uh, Broadcasting News, which also covers uh, storms hit in Southern California. Most locals have uh, zero preparedness, COVID hysteria 2.0, uh, coming soon, mandatory masking, vaccines, lockdowns, quarantines, and social distancing. Uh, he says, we must resist the tyranny and say no to authoritarians. Uh, 
New research shows that COVID vaccines shed spike proteins to others, in other words, self-replicating bioweapons, um, how to prepare your immune system for the next pandemic, emergency medicine items that you may have, uh, that you may need to have if we're being attacked by the media and the FDA. Um, and then another one, Karen Kingston, uh, reemergence from missing person status in safe in hotel in Mexico. Uh, clown world, white woman says black is black is genetics, but being a man or a woman is a choice. He says, huh? Okay. So basically that's, uh, that's that article, but yeah. Um, turning everything that we've paid for, right. And I mean, if, if you've worked and paid taxes, we, we all of us, we've paid for this stuff for all these weapons, for all the research and the whole nine yards, you know? And if we didn't pay for it, they, they, uh, they, uh, they printed money, which caused inflations, which causes us to pay for it. Um, because prices of everything shouldn't have to. Okay. So we see them uh, making weapons and then turning them against us, the good people that helped them to pay for it, you know? Remember that saying, don't fight the, fight the, or don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. Well, evidently the government never learned it. But, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've become, uh, they've come out on their own now, you know, and they can, they don't need our help supposedly anymore. So, and, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because if they do end up taking out most of Americans, uh, you and I, uh, <laughs> they're not going to have people to produce the food, but, it, and you know, it's, it's like they're cutting their own throats and, uh, <clears throat> But the bad part is that the people that are left are going to be turned into slaves to do all that work. So um, perishing as opposed to living and serving them is, uh, I don't know, you'd have to flip a coin on that one. Um, I would anyway. Okay, so, uh, you know, we've done shows on this, a couple of shows at least, about the fires in Hawaii and and how I think that they were uh, they were started by um, particle beam weapons, uh, either from space or from airplanes, one of the two. Um, and uh, we saw the destruction it did, and saw how the um, the left, uh, the deep state, uh, just orchestrated the whole thing, and then and then closed down so people couldn't escape. Then they burned to death. Um, suggested that the children that were let out early from school two hours before the fires were probably abducted and brought into the sex slave and um, or put into the sex slave. Brought makes it sound like we're doing it here. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it was a mess. It really is. And it still is. And uh, it's an ungodly mess. And it's uh, an abomination in Yahweh's eyes and in mine, too, and in yours, hopefully. Um, so... Uh, it's not good, folks. It's not good because it's a foreshadowing. All these things have been foreshadowings. Um, the Branch Davidian thing in Waco, Texas, way back in the 90s. Okay. All they wanted to do is to be left alone. Then they came up with trumped-up charges against them. Um, then they tried to invade and were repelled. And so, okay, well, they got weapons. They're killing us. And so now we really have to go in. You know, and... This is a build-up, or actually a, a start to see how Americans would accept the FBI coming in as a military force to put down a, a very small rebellion 
on, on a man's own land, so it's not really rebellion. Uh, and uh, and people just, okay, well, you know, they, most Christians, if you were to ask them about that, well, they were a cult. They were a cult. And I'm like, yeah, but do you, do you realize that most of the world re re regards Christianity as a cult? You know, so if using your your um, your terms and your nomenclature for the Branch Davidians, you just um, you just made it so that you are what you're calling them. <laughs> okay, um, so so anyway, that that succeeded on the government's effort, and uh, all those people died and. Uh, horrible death. They burned to death. My goodness. That seems to be a thing that the government likes to do. Um, I guess it's akin to burning people at the stake, uh, burning heretics at the stake. And that's interesting correlation because they see us as heretics if we don't believe in what they believe in, right? And don't agree with their, uh, their manifesto. Uh, so, so you had Waco and then you had Ruby Ridge uh, where a guy just wanted to be left alone. They charged him with uh, buying a sawed-off shotgun that they tried to sell him, so that was a setup. Um, and then they, uh, they, of course, they encircled the property. And then, when the time was wrong or right, depending on how you want to phrase it in a sentence, uh, his wife went out one day, um, and they shot her dead, and they shot one of his kids dead, and uh, uh, they ended up. Uh, finally storming the ranch and taking him and throwing him, uh, putting him through a trial, mock, you know, what kind of a trial could that be? And, uh, and finally uh, putting him in prison. And uh, I think he's out actually. Uh, it's an interesting story. You should look into it. If you're, if you're interested in uh, conspiracies and, and how the government's corrupt and everything else. And I find it interesting that after, um, after Janet Rito did that whole thing in Waco, she came down with something. I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, it was terminal. And uh, it's like, you know, uh, don't play around because uh, especially if, uh, you know, you're, you're judging people unrighteously uh, and you're passing sentence on them to where they're dying. Uh, the one who the only one who's got the right to do that um, is the one that um you're usurping his authority and power. So, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I know I use that word a lot, so if it bothers you, oh well. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to... We've got uh, two videos, short ones, very short, and they're basically reading this stuff from Real Raw News. Like, I'm, I'm going to read two of them, two or three. And... Um, but it's all about this, uh, the, the Marines, oh, how do I do this? This is, I think I've covered this before, but, um, a brief history, and I'll try to be as quick as possible. Back after Kennedy was assassinated, uh, generals and, and, uh, admirals and stuff decided, hey, you know, this, this could be a trend. Let's, let's, um, put ourselves together because they saw it was a, a, tri a violent takeover by the government, which it was against John F. Kennedy, and, um, and that it, uh, it was a coup d'etat. And um, in other words, sorry, folks. Um, so they put together this thing called QAnon, or Q, and uh, started 
finding people that were going to be loyal to the Constitution as opposed to loyal to a certain man or, or woman or whatever in the government. And uh, <clears throat> found quite a few, I guess, and it's been building up through the years. Uh, no one really knows the size of it. I mean, probably a scant few know the size of uh, the loyal patriots um, as opposed to the uh, scum of the earth that are uh, joining in forces against us. But, uh, okay, I'm sorry, I thought I heard a door opening. Um, where was I? Okay, so anyway, they, um, they've banded together, and they're the ones that asked Trump to run for president because they saw that maybe there was a chance that um, he would be able to turn things around, which he did, but he got robbed of the, of the re-election and stuff like that. And he was never really able to do everything he wanted to do because the Democrats, the deep state, the progressives, the communists, the socialists, you name them, they're all the same. Um, they were the ones that made his life a living hell while he was in the White House, <laughs> charging him with things he never did. You know, um, it, it's just crazy. And, and if anybody defends that kind of behavior, then I don't even want to talk to them because... If the shoe was on the other foot and it was the Republicans doing it, my goodness, they'd be up there. They'd be shouting, banging their shoes like Khrushchev did. I mean, they're on the same side as Khrushchev, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's crazy. So uh, anyway, so they got this going and they asked Trump to run. And uh, so anyway, they're in the process now of trying to clean things up. Um, if you follow Real Raw News, um, like some of us do, uh, there's been qu quite a few uh, military ter military tribunals where people have been sentenced and executed. I know you're going to say, well, yeah, but they're still walking around. Well, that's that's what you can do with good makeup or doubles or, or clones or whatever, you know. People have been using doppelgangers for, for centuries, if not millennia, uh, to try to fool other people into believing lies. Um, which, you know, becoming a doppelganger or being one... Uh, is that one of the biggest lies you can do? <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> anyway, sorry, folks. Um, so that's that's what's going on. And uh, the Marines have been—they're uh, the main main force that the uh, the military uses because the Marines are 100% loyal. They never took shots uh, when when the uh, government was ordering all the military to take shots. The Marines didn't do that. Um, so. Uh, They've been doing all the the good work. I was going to say dirty work, but no, it's good work. And they've been arresting people left and right. And some of the they actually do some like minor uh, transcripts of some of the military tribunals, and it's it's kind of interesting to watch. So go to Real Raw News if you want to check that stuff out. Even if it's fantasy, if you don't believe it's true, you read it. It's it makes for good reading, and it kind of ignites something in you to like. If you don't believe in it, it'll ignite a fire, and you saying, "Boy, I wish this was true." It'll be like reading a good fiction story, a Tom Clancy uh, book or something like that, and it being so real and so convincing that you kind of actually feel that it's real. Or maybe like he's revealing something that really happened, but he can't use the right words. You know how it is. Um, that fiction that is kind of so close to reality, you wonder if it is or not. Um, so, so they got this thing going, and they're arresting people left and right, and uh, they've been down at Guantanamo for a few years now, and now they're at uh, Guam, and they call that Camp Blaz, B-L-A-Z. And, uh, and so they've been doing some trials there, uh, military tribunals and such. And um, 
Guantanamo is kind of close to the United States, and there's been a couple of attempts to to try to um, invade uh, or try to invade um, Guantanamo. Um, one involved an airplane full of French mercenaries, which was shot out of the sky. Um, <laughs> the Louis Brigade. Um, and uh, then another one was um, some soldiers. I think they were even FEMA. They were FEMA dressed as military, came in and tried to invade, and they were all killed or rounded up. And uh, so there have been attempts to put this whole thing down, but uh, they have not been successful. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, what they've been doing is uh, they know that FEMA is a very corrupt organization. When FEMA goes to a place, oh, the press presents them as humanitarians who are bringing food and shelter and and help helping people find a way. Well, the only thing they did in Hawaii uh, is help people find a way to the next life. Okay, um, they sent them. They sent them away, and they either went to heaven or hell. You know, and uh, like I said, there's only one person that gets to make that decision, and. Uh, he can use agents here on Earth to do that, but uh, for the most part, uh, when people die, especially if it's a, a death that's outside of war or something like that, um, it's usually him that pushes the button. So, Whew. sorry, folks, I'm talking fast. I'm a fast talker today. Uh, the uh, so anyway, uh, this they put down other things. It seems like. Okay, there was a, a hurricane blew into Louisiana, uh, what, a couple of years ago? 2021, or whatever it was. And, uh, right away, FEMA went down there. Well, the, the the patriotic military went down there, too, and they caught FEMA doing a whole bunch of stuff they shouldn't have been doing. You know, robbing people, um, killing people. Uh, and again, when something happened in Texas, they were bringing in FEMA barges, and like they were going to start hauling people away. The White Hats went in there and took care of that. Um, so they always show up and they, and they did the same thing in Hawaii. Hold on. Wow. That's unusual. Usually we don't have jets going. That thing is sliding low. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> some of the videos I've been putting out lately, I'm wondering if the black copters are going to be landing out in the driveway. Uh, anyway, he laughed nervously. Uh, yeah, so anyway, they've been going all over when there's a disaster and trying to meddle and steal and rape and it, pillage and plunder and everything else. And uh, a lot of times they've been stopped by the Marines who go in there, and uh, the White Hat Marines who go in there and... Uh, and eliminate them or stop them from what they're doing. So anyway, um, so we when we looked at uh, Hawaii the other day and Maui specifically and saw the destruction that happened and realized that it was not natural. Okay, they'll always tell you that the wind whipped up the fire, but they won't tell you where the fire came from. And that poor um, Hawaiian electric now is getting the blame for it. And of course, you know, how easy to blame Hawaiian electric, you know? <laughs> Oh, you had a power pole that was 20 miles out in, out in the boondocks, and you know, and the, and the pole fell, and it started the grass on fire, and la di di, and la di da, you know, and it's, um, yeah, they're really good at using something like that. They did the same thing in California when, um, when uh, Paradise burned down. Oh, it was a PG&E tower, and 
And how in the world, being PG&E, or in this case, Hawaiian Electric, how in the world can you defend yourself from the federal government when they've got it out for you? Okay. So um, with uh, Hawaiian Electric, they're being blamed for this, of course. And uh, when the whole time it had to be some kind of scalar or particle beam weapons that started all this. Okay, in Hawaii, I mean. And, um, and not just there, but especially this year, all over the world. Um, fires where they never get fires, like way up in northern Canada. When's the last time you heard of a fire up there? Uh, Northwest Canada, especially. Um, but I think the whole objective is to, to kind of show everybody, hey, we got these weapons and uh, you will comply or else uh, you're going to be at the, uh, the hot end of the laser, so to speak. Or the particle beam weapon or the ultrasound, ultrasonics. Um, so... Uh, with Hawaii, um, it's a really sad thing, you know. I, Hawaiians have been a very free, free people, a very, very um, free-spirited people. Uh, they don't like p people from the outside telling them what to do, and uh, uh, basically, they're uh, a sovereign nation within our nation, uh, and and they were that way until we took them over, and uh, and then granted them their citizenship as long as they were a state. So. Um, Anyway, they, they've been always been at odds with the mainlanders and with the federal government. Um, so uh, this time uh, they, they kind of lost. <laughs> Again, actually, they lost when they lost their sovereignty many years ago. But um, um, uh, so what's going on is, um, there we go. Thank you for putting up with that. Sometimes I have a hard time swallowing. I don't know why, but... Um, so, the federal government, uh, they want, and that's just, not the federal government, it's the World Economic Forum, it's the elites, they want to turn Maui into something that it's not. They want to turn it into basically a FEMA, a FEMA camp, a federal station, um, you name it, but something for the world, not just for the United States. And they wanted to do a land grab, and how do you do that if people live on the land? Well, if they're not living anymore, then you can take the land, right? Um, so it's, um, it's insidious what they did. They, uh, they started fires and I showed a video the other day. <laughs> it was, uh, actually you could see the beam coming down from the sky. Okay. Which means it wasn't a laser. It was probably a, a direct energy weapon in the way of a, um, a particle beam. Okay. And you got to understand particle beam folks, because, it's not a laser where it heats it up and burns a hole through you. It's not an, ultra, uh, an ultrasound weapon where it cooks you from inside. It's a, it's a weapon that, if it hits you, it scatters your uh, atomic structure all over the place. Okay, it just takes your, your atoms in your body and just destroys them, you know, and they, Lord knows where they go. Um so it's it's a very insidious and sick and um, devastating weapon. I mean, it's in the hands of the wrong purse people, which which it is. Uh, you know, it's um, it's not a good thing. So the I got a, a video of it. and I showed it last uh, well Tuesday when we have our show. You can go back there and check it out if you like. But it. Um, it showed this thing coming down, and you can hear it cooking and sizzling the ground and all the houses that it was hitting. 
Actually, it was they looked a little more like stores. It was more like downtown. And uh, right away, the press said, "Oh, that's that was not a video of of Hawaii. That was a a video of something that happened in what was it, uh, New Orleans, uh, four or five years ago, you know." And, and I was like, "It doesn't look like New Orleans, first of all, <laughs> you know." That is definitely Hawaii, even though it's at night, you know. Um, and you just tell the government was trying to uh, give us word salad again, so to speak. Um, so and it's it's a spectacular way this thing worked. And they tried to say it was electrical lines failing. <laughs> so the electrical lines produced a beam that came from outer space. They went all the way up, hit some satellite, produced a particle beam from from the just the regular electric sent it back down and destroyed things on earth okay you got that folks because that's what they want you to believe they also want you to believe that you're an ancestor your ancestor was a monkey and that you came ultimately from a puddle of slime about four billion years ago but um that's that's the craziness of these people they want us to believe all these fables but they take a perfectly good story which is reality which is the biblical story and they, they turned it into a fable that you're crazy if you listen to it or if you preach it especially um, according to them anyway um, so now you kind of have a background so the marines are sent there because FEMA's going there <laughs> okay and there's a little marine base um, on uh, Maui if you look on the map you can see it it's kind of on, on the north coast uh, where the island makes a dip the island kind of goes like this, it makes a dip, and then goes up, and then comes back down, and then it goes around. Kind of does the same thing on the other side. Um, so, anyway, they, they went there, and uh, they, they caught the um, FEMA trying to uh, uh, rob people again, and try and killing people. <laughs> and uh, You know something's wrong when they won't let you off the land when the event is happening. And then they won't let people come on the land after it's over. In other words, uh, where did all the children go? And my friend that talked about this, name's Todd. That's all I'm going to tell you. But he says, yeah, he says, they let the kids go two hours before the fire started. How did they know the fire was going to start? And they let them go two hours before. And you're not going to tell me it was from heat, a heat wave or something, because it's always hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, although they have the trade winds, which are nice, they blow in and uh, really cool things off. But um, so then, when the kid, you figure, look at this, this scenario: this the kids are let out of school, they walk home, they go to their home, which takes them a half hour. They get settled in their home, and about an hour and a half after they they finally get home, um, all of a sudden the fire starts. Uh, now, if the kids are still there and they burn to death. Which, what kid is going to stay in his house if it's, there's a fire coming? I don't know. I would have split. You know, I, I like to think that I'm a fairly intelligent, and I was a, a fairly intelligent kid, and I am now as an adult. But if I saw a fire coming, I'd be running toward the ocean or just to get the heck out of there away from the flames. So you're going to want me to believe that all these kids stayed in their house while the fire was coming. They didn't smell the smoke. They didn't see the flames outside. They just sat there oblivious. And, you know... Oh, well, they were all taking naps. Yeah, right. In Hawaii, what kid who's got the ocean two blocks away is going to be taking a nap after he gets out of school? I don't think so, okay? Um, so, 
the kids, if they disappeared and you come in and try to look for your, your, the body of your son or daughter, which would be terrible to have to do, you know, because they're most likely burnt so bad that they're unidentifiable. And I can't imagine what that would be like, but you go in there and look for your kids and they're not there. Well, why aren't my kids here? Well, you know, they're going to say, well, we took them away and had to bury them in a mass grave. Well, then you show me where that mass grave is because I want to go pay my respects. Um, I want to say goodbye to my, my two sons and my daughter or my three daughters and two sons, whatever. Um, well, we can't do that, sir. It's a, it's a classified area. Well, why is it classified? And you start asking too many questions and, you know, you get one in the back of the head. Um, and I'm just dealing with reality here, folks. It's The world is not like we grew up in. <laughs> And the United States is becoming more like what the rest of the world has been experiencing for hundreds of years. Um, a society that's fragmented and evil and sick. That's what we're turning into because we're being, we're being forced to turn into it so that we can be like them and everybody will be the same. And they, they can tell you what to do. They can tell Americans to, to jump here and the Europeans will go, how high? Okay. So... Anyway, where are the kids? The kids are gone. Where'd they go? Well, there just happened to be a whole bunch of, um, there's a whole community there, a whole neighborhood that uh, rich people live in. We're talking Jeff Bezos. We're talking Ofer Winfrey, which, who's a confirmed pedophile. Okay, in my opinion, anyway, and from what I understand. Um, you have others, too. They all have homes in that area. None of those homes burned. None of them came close to burning. Interesting, isn't it? Um, but if you have all those pedophiles there that are living there, or rich people, let's just say that, and uh, some of them are involved in the sex trafficking trade, hey, you can arrange things. They could come right into your backyard, uh, pull a, a landing craft, let's say, right into your backyard, load the thing up with kids, take it back out to a ship, and they're gone. Okay. And I think that's the, the harsh reality of what happened. Um, so that's why they weren't letting people go back in there, you know, it's plus if you go back in there and you see FEMA stealing your, uh, your jewelry chest or, or, uh, finding your gun cabinet and then starting to cart off with it. And then you say something about it. Well, <laughs> you know, they're going to take care of you, um, or tell you that they're confiscating it for, for some criminal reason or something. I don't know. They, the government has so many ways to lie. Uh, they should really write a book on lying. They should. Uh, that's It's called the Communist Manifesto. Somebody has written a book on it. Okay. Um, anyway, so it, it, there's just so many things that don't wash, folks. Well, anyway, so these, these FEMA's going in there, and they're doing all this stuff. They're killing people indiscriminately. Um, and I think you'll see it on one of the videos. They... They talked about uh, one guy who questioned what they were doing. They shot him and a guy that was filming it with his phone. They shot him. <laughs> you know, no witnesses. Well, somebody must have saw it because they told the story. Um, but anyway, uh, so I've got two articles to read and two videos to show. And it's already been 44 minutes. So this show is going to go a little bit longer than I intended on. And again, the chat room's open and nobody's in there writing. So... Um, I'm just going to probably ignore it uh, for the rest of the show because I, I'm i a man, you know, and you ladies will all agree that us men can, can't do two things at the same time. 
you girls are gifted. You're able to do two things at the same time, sometimes three or four. And I'm not mocking you. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Um, I There's some females in my family. Man, they just, you know, they're thinking about four different things at the same time. And I'm like, how do they do that? How do you do it, ladies? I don't understand it. But I don't know. <laughs> what am I going to say? So anyway, let me start out by reading... Um, an article called White Hats to Maui. And this is on uh, Real Raw News. And then I think I'll, I'll, I'll do that and then I'll play a video, read another one, play a video, and then uh, and that'll, that'll take up our the rest of our time, okay? So this is an article called White Hats to Maui. Actually, it was the first article that was printed on Real Raw News um, about everything that was going on and why they needed to go there, Okay. Written by Michael Baxter, published on August 16, 2020. 608 likes. We ought to do a uh, show someday about rural news and what people think about it and why they think that. Um, the guy who put it together is brilliant. You know, uh, put, it, put it together and claim that you're a parody site so that you could say anything you want to do and people can't sue you. It was all a joke. Okay. All right, it says White Hats have confirmed reports that FEMA and the National, Hawaii National Guard in Maui are preventing citizen relief convoys from delivering food, water, and other living essentials to displaced persons who have been wandering the island like zombies since suspicious fires turned the tropical paradise into an inescapable inferno. I love the way this guy writes. Um, on, Mondays, on Monday, videos began to surface on social media showing how little FEMA cares about the people that the agency promised to help. Civilian boots arriving with crates of canned uh, food and bottled water are ordered to return to sea. A guardsman shouts through a bullhorn that he has been authorized to use deadly force to enforce the blockade. Such authoritarian uh, authori such authorization uh, has come from Joshua Green, Hawaii's uh, Democrat governor, and Biden loyalists who ordered road closures and pending escape um, as towering flames uh, laid waste to residential and communi resort communities whose survival hinges on tourism. People were trying to leave, folks, and they wouldn't let them do it. And they burned to death. Man, the fires of hell aren't hot enough, I'm telling you. Okay, um, on Tuesday, TikToker Raylene Short posted a video that shows citizens trying to penetrate a FEMA National Guard barrier. Although FEMA's barges have avoided Hawaii, possibly because White Hats scuttled two of them in the last year, uh, agents have um, swarmed Maui's interior and shorelines aplenty. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, plenty. Uh, where they and the National Guardsmen have set up mobile command centers a source in General Smith's office estimates 2,500 FEMA now occupy Maui. Interestingly, FEMA code uh, FEMA excuse me. Interestingly, FEMA code came unarmed, while the guardsmen have been uh, seen touting rifles and cruising the, the torch streets in uh, Hummers topped with machine guns and M19 grenade launchers. In uh, July. General Smith gave FEMA Director Deanne Criswell a chilling ultimatum. If FEMA arrives in a disaster zone with arms and, vac 
and vaccines or terrorizes or burglarizes citizens, uh, White Hats will retaliate accordingly. This could be Criswell's way of testing General Smith's resolve, one source said. Uh, she could argue here people aren't building weapons people aren't holding weapons uh, that it's the National Guard and claim that their actions are outside her control General Smith he added sees FEMA and Hawaii National Guards as entities bonded by criminal collusion into a cohesive destructive team he said the general is sending forces to Maui and FEMA's behavior will dictate white hat resolve uh, questions remain unanswered uh, such as why <clears throat> Josh Green and the Deep State would unleash FEMA uh, on their own people as Hawaii is a historically blue state and Maui home to many Hollywood elites and wealthy politicians. <clears throat> yeah, see? Okay, in closing, we ask our, asked our source whether White Hats think Deep State-directed energy weapons or dues were uh, catalysts for the raging firestorm. No official comment, but answer me this. If the deep state can access orbital weaponry, why not just target Mar-a-Lago or Trump Tower, kind of like a mad chief inspector Dreyfus vaporizing the United Nations in the move, um, in the movie The Pink Panther uh, Strikes Again, The Pink Panther Strikes Again, unless you're going to tell me Trump has magical, mystical energy shield properties. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, folks. You want a chewini? Anybody want a chewini? Okay. Okay, she stopped. All right. So that was that article. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let's go to. Let's watch a couple of videos, and then I'll read the. Um, <laughs> I got a mad dog on my hands here. Okay, this is um, titled Maui Massacre. Okay, it was an article in Real Raw News, except some guy's reading it. Okay, kind of saves my throat. I have a little raspy throat going on here. So here we go, folks. United States, United States Marines in Maui have seen firsthand atrocities committed by the deep state, bloated, bullet-riddled bodies floating face down in a crimson tide. Hawaii National Guardsmen rummaging through the pockets of dead islanders and tourists, FEMA and the Red Cross forbidding citizens access to nearby food, water, and shelter. On Front Street in Lahaina, a uniformed police officer shoots a pedestrian in the back for unknown reasons. The cop then spots a bystander filming the incident on a cell phone and shoots him, too. A bullet strikes his cranium as he digs into a dead man's pockets and tries to yank a wedding band off a lifeless, swollen finger. He touches his hand to his forehead and glances at his blood-stained fingers in disbelief. He slumps over, his pistol falling from his other hand. He was the fifth deep state cop Marines had killed since arriving in Maui late Wednesday afternoon. As reported yesterday, General Eric M. Smith at Camp Pendleton ordered Marines to Maui to investigate claims that the Hawaii National Guard and FEMA were terrorizing disaster victims. A source in the General's office told Real Raw News that Marines arrived in Maui at 4 p.m. and immediately witnessed and responded to unimaginable carnage. He called the death toll catastrophic. He would not quantify how many Marines went to Maui, 
but his gloomy tone suggested that deep state forces outnumbered white hats significantly. Backup, he said, was on the way. We really didn't expect local law enforcement to fight alongside the feds and the National Guard, he said. What Marines saw is nothing short of engineered genocide. Near the Lahaina loading dock, Marines found a makeshift mass gravesite, 15 scorched corpses piled atop one another in an industrial dumpster. The fire had not killed them, our source said. Instead, someone had used a flamethrower to burn them, then deposited the corpses in the trash. We're certain of this because they were shot first, our source said. No doubt the media will end up saying fire killed them. They were murdered, and yes, children too. After dark, Marines happened upon a FEMA-slash-National Guard encampment where agents and guardsmen were divvying up ill-gotten loot undoubtedly pilfered from the victims' bodies. The criminals sat in collapsible mesh chairs illuminated beneath standing LED lamps, arguing over who would get which stolen items. The dispute ended abruptly as Marines opened fire and killed the six deep state villains. General Smith's rules of engagement, weapons free, our source said. Weapons free is military jargon allowing Marines to engage hostile targets at will. Elsewhere, a Marine scout sniper squad saw cops and guardsmen hurling corpses scattered about the sidewalk into a garbage truck, as if the dead were disposable trash. The Marines unleashed a hailstorm of automatic fire that quickly took down their targets, but not before a Maui police officer's lucky shot claimed the life of a valiant Marine. The Marines, our source said, had 13 engagements Wednesday night, including a running firefight against a heavily armed National Guard platoon. Battle damage assessments are still coming in, but this isn't ending anytime soon. The deep state is entrenched, but we're there for the long haul, and we'll fight until every last fed and corrupt cop is dealt with or driven from Hawaii, our source said. United States Marines in Maui have seen firsthand atrocities committed by the deep state. Want to watch that again, do we? Pretty interesting stuff. I understand by looking at... Okay, never mind. I thought I was uh, seeing that the uh, video was kind of funky, but it looks like it turned out okay. Um, so here you have it. You know, they get over there and they see them trying to uh, take a wedding ring off a dead man's finger. Man, how hard up and debased are you to do something like that? Man, oh man, come on, people, wake up. Let's join, rejoin society. Re you know, get rid of the animalistic instincts and come back to humanity, for God's sakes. So, I'm going to go ahead and play the other... Well, no, I'm going to read this one here. Okay. Um, so, we have an article here. Marines arrest 67 Maui perpetrators. Uh, again, by Michael Baxter, August 24, 2023. Alright, it's got a picture of a bunch of burnout houses right next to the ocean. Sad. <clears throat> As the August 8 Inferno scorched the tropical landscape and residents and tourists sought guidance from island officials, Maui's top emergency medical uh, management official, Herman Andaya, had only one key responsibility— Sound the island's 80, alarm, 80 siren alarm system, a blaring klaxon that would have encouraged the confused and um, injured islanders to want, at once flee the fire-ravaged areas. 
he could have triggered the warning from any of the island's civil defense shelters or with a single phone call, but while the hyena burned and Daya was 100 miles away in Honolulu, where he and FEMA Mission Support Associate Administrator Eric Leakey enjoyed post <clears throat> swordfish and pricey alcohol as if to celebrate a victory uh, at Blue Ocean Seafood and Steak. An uh, interesting name for a, a seafood restaurant in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, but I digress. Um, the repast would be among their last as free men. Uh, United States Marines under General Smith's command <clears throat> arrested Andaya Tuesday, <clears throat> excuse me, on treason, on treason charges, excuse me, days after he resigned amid public criticism for not sounding the alarm. Andaya defended his decision by saying he feared the public would make it the siren make a mistake that sirens reverse a, a tsunami warning. And Diana was apprehended at Dillinger Airfield. That's interesting. Dillinger, like John Dillinger. They name air airfields after criminals, and criminals run there to try to escape. There's, there's, a, there's something there. I just can't figure it out. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Daya was uh, apprehended at Dillinger Airfield on a northwest tip of Oahu, while awaiting the arrival of a Cessna 310 to ferry him to Kauai, or Kaui, or K-A-U-I, whatever it is, for unknown reasons, he reportedly tried to abscond on foot, but was uh, quickly subdued and arrested. According to our source, White Hats have videos showing that Adaya and Lecky meeting in uh, Lahaina on uh, August 6th, two days before the blaze. Real Raw News reported previously that hundreds of FEMA personnel began arriving in Honolulu on that date, suggesting the diabolical agency knew that parts of Maui would be set ablaze. The footage is uh, definitive. It shows Andaya giving Eric uh, Leckie a tour of Lahaina and advising him where to set up barricades to keep citizens trapped in what would become a disaster zone. Most of what we have come to from... What's it we... <laughs> Most of what we, ha we have comes from citizens who escaped FEMA's blockade, our source said. Uh, Lucky, he added, was apprehended Tuesday night outside the Grand Walea, yeah, Walea um, Astoria Hotel, where he and 65 subordinates were enjoying taxpayer-funded vacation in a $1,000-a-night hotel suites and boozing it up at expensive bar bars afar uh, far from the uh, charred remains of their hellish handiwork. Uh, FEMA, our source said, had commandeered several luxury hotels and evicted legitimate guests to make room for what seemed to be a never-ending stream of armed agents, many of whom shed their uniforms, disguised themselves as beach-going tourists, uh, once the word spread that the United States Marines captured Leckie in his parking garage. Uh, the Marines... Uh, Okay. The Marines, though, had photographs of each of FEMA's employees to have arrived in Maui uh, since August 6th and were able to identify and catch 65 federal goons trying to flee the hotel, but every available exit, by every available exit and crevice. Marines suffered no casualties, though several FEMA sustained substantial injuries resisting arrest. Marines, our, one source said, had, are determined to incarcerate or otherwise deal with all agents still on the Hawaiian Islands. 
We know that one time FEMA had 2,500 in Maui. Uh, some we got, a lot we killed in action as enemy combatants, and a bunch escaped on airplanes back to the continental United States. Uh, there's still plenty more, and they know they're being hunted, our source said. In closing, our source confirmed that our armed forces loyal to the criminal Biden regime have arrived in Maui to support FEMA. This is a bad development, and it seems inevitable that more bloodshed will follow. That's a shame. Boy, Biden, <laughs> you know, talk about a person that makes bad decisions. My goodness. Okay, you know, in an effort to save time here, let's look at this other video, and then there's one more article, I think, to read. Yeah, okay. So this is uh, Marie's neutralized... Um, some of the FEMA agents, and uh, it's it's a really good article. Hold on a second. Here we go. Uh, more material from a website that purports to produce parody, satire, and humor. Real Raw News. Uh, more material from a website that purports to produce parody, satire, and humor. Real Raw News. Com. Link to the actual article in the description box down below. Marines neutralize fleeing FEMA convoy in Maui by Michael Baxter, who I've never pretended to be, August 20, 2023. United States Marines on Friday neutralized a FEMA convoy that led fire-stricken Lahaina for, ha for Halikala National Park, a 33,000-acre wilderness and home to the state's highest peak, Mount Halikala. From where FEMA might have escaped had the Marines not downed a helicopter sent to rescue the federal brigands. The chase began early Friday morning when a Marine platoon and FEMA had a shootout in the Maui Forest Reserve east of Lahaina Beach. Responding to intelligence reports, the Marines caught FEMA red-handed burying corpses in an earthen grave the feds had excavated with a backhoe. A procession of FEMA agents hauled the bodies of men, women, and children out of a M35 deuce-and-a-half cargo truck and heaped them atop one another as federal supervisors stood around smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. The Marines had dismounted a distance away and had crept into FEMA's AO, Area of Operation, undetected. FEMA, Real Raw News source, in General Smith's office would later say, were more interested in cracking insensitive jokes about the dead than posting lookouts to watch for white hat forces. The Marines had taken cover in the dense foliage and behind trees before opening fire on federal forces. A dozen feds fell at once, cut down by streams of Marine fire. Some FEMA screamed in terror, Don't shoot! Don't shoot! We give up! While others unholstered pistols and or unslung rifles in a desperate but futile effort to return fire, their shots hit only grass and trees. The cowardly agents who wouldn't fight hit the deck and crawled through the foliage to their nearby vehicles, unmarked SUVs, and an armored FEMA Mobile Command Center, MCC. Some found their tires deflated, but a few vehicles survived the assault. The deuce-and-a-half driver was shot in the face through the windshield when he keyed, keyed the ignition. A dozen FEMA and FBI embedded among them survived the initial onslaught and 
fled the gunfight gun in the two SUVs and the mobile command center. Sixteen Marines and four Hummers gave chase while the remaining Marines remained behind to mop up stragglers and recover the dead civilians at the mass gravesite. The Marines pursued FEMA northeast along Route 36 to, route, to the Route 37 intersection in Kahuli, then southeast along Route 37 toward Pukalani, and further on, the precarious swerving road ending at the Halekala National Park entrance, a several hours drive. Our source said the Marines did not engage in route due to the risk of endangering civilians. FEMA dismounted at Kalahaku Overlook, a cliff overlooking the expansive Halekala crater, and formed a defensive perimeter around their vehicles as a UH-60 chopper in the distance drew nearer to the bluff. The Marines, our source said, had requested air support from Marine Corps Base Hawaii, otherwise known as K-Bay, in Oahu, but they were told to expect a gunship, an AH-1Z Viper, not an extraction bird. The Black Hawk did not respond to the Marines' radio calls. FEMA had popped green smoke, universally recognized as friendly forces ready for extraction. As the Black Hawk descended, ready to hover, it was suddenly hit by three grenades fired from a belt-fed MK-19 grenade launcher mounted atop a Marine Hummer. One clipped the the rotor mast. The second flew into an open door. Smoke and flames engulfed the bird, which tumbled out of the sky and down into the Helicala crater. The Viper arrived after the Marines turned the MK-19 on FEMA's MCC Mobile Command Center. Its armor wasn't defense enough to survive several direct hits. Anyone inside burned to a crisp, died of smoke inhalation, or turned into mincemeat. The Marines waved off the tardy bird, saying they controlled the situation. The remaining FEMA agents fell like dominoes. The Marines, our source said, found... 113 bodies in the back of the deuce-and-a-half truck and at the gravesite. Later that night, a 737, loaded with FEMA personnel, left Kahului Airport. Destination unknown. So remember to love God and try to be good. Uh, more material from a website. Good advice. That- love God and try to be good, huh? I don't know who he is. I wonder if he is that uh, the guy that authors that website. Uh, I don't know. He looks like a prankster, and the guy's supposed to be a pretty funny guy. Anyway, yeah, so you see what happened. They uh, they stumble across these people as they're trying to get rid of the bodies. Um, and uh, they got into a firefight with them and <laughs> uh, took down most of them. Some of them escaped, and... Uh, the next day, the uh, bunch of FEMA guys get on an airplane and left. So, not that they chased them away or anything, but uh, I don't know. It's a it's a great big stupid world, and there's a great big stupid group of people out there that would ru- ruin life for me and you. So, anyway, one more article to to read, and um, then we can do a synopsis. Synopsis. And then uh, call it a day, okay? So, 
All right, now bear in mind that uh, earlier, uh, probably about a month and a half ago, uh, they supposedly arrested a guy named Brock Brock Long. Brock Long was um, very uh, high up in the um, the FEMA group, and uh, at one time I think he was in charge of FEMA, and uh, he was a bad boy, and he uh, hurt a lot of people. Anyway, the uh, the uh, patriotic soldiers went in and got him and uh, brought him to Guantanamo, and they did it. I think it was Guantanamo, and they um, they had a military uh, tribunal and uh, found him guilty, and uh, they hung him there. And it wasn't an easy hanging either, from what I understand. Is it took a while. So anyway, uh, so on the heels of that. Just, uh, let's see, today's the 22nd. Two days ago, there's a picture here, and it's, it's posted. It says, Marine, uh, military arrests FEMA deputy administer Eric Hooks. Okay, so they got another one of the, the head honchos there. All right. And uh, this, again, by Michael Baxter, August 22nd, 2023. And uh, Eric Hooks is the FEMA deputy administrator. Uh, I think we read that already. Okay, I think I got one article's worth of voice left. So, United States Marines on Saturday arrested Deputy Administrator of FEMA Eric Hooks on charges of treason, alleging in a 34 page indictment that Hooks and his boss, Deanne Criswell, ordered agents uh, into Maui to deny fire victims food and water to inhibit civilian relief efforts to stop by any means necessary, and that's in quotes displaced persons from exiting the fire rage Lahaina and to dispose of bodies as discriminately as possible, a source in General Eric M. Smith's office told Real Raw News. The arrest occurred Saturday night at Hooks's home in Arlington, Virginia, not far from uh, FEMA's D.C. headquarters. The Marines uh, cuffed Hooks while he was sleeping and showed him a military arrest warrant, listing the charges against him and carting him off uh, to a holding center for processing. A central piece of evidence, our sources said, is a typewritten memo uh, bearing Hooks and Criswell's signatures. In it, the text encourages FEMA supervisors in Maui to either incinerate or directly bury the dead. The memo's sinister, the memo's sinister language, entomb them deep, quote, entomb them deep, is emblematic of FEMA's wanton disregard for human life. Although no part of the letter specifically tells FEMA to, in Mer to Maui to execute civilians, Marines on the scene have reportedly found 250 bullet-filled corpses whose wounds are consistent with small arms used by FEMA and FBI. Uh, our source said <clears throat> mass graves sites near Lahaina proved that FEMA personnel were following Hooks and Criswell's instructions. As reported Saturday, Marines caught FEMA operatives uh, piling corpses in a mass grave site at the Maui uh, Forest Reserve. We heard about that just now. Uh, more disturbing, and the letter was dated August 5th, three days before the August 8th fires began, meaning that FEMA is either clairvoyant or had a foreknowledge of a premeditated crime. Moreover, FEMA, moreover, FEMA moved 850 D.C. agents in, uh, to Honolulu on August 6th. 
Our sources said that additional evidence against Hooks will be available at his military tribunal. Criswell, he added, is next on the list. Uh, we're closing in on her, and it will be soon. Uh, she has, uh, he, she had, she was warned. Excuse me, our source said. Uh, Real Raw News will supply more updates as we receive them. So, the best place to take care of a, a rogue group is to take is to cut off the head. <laughs> And they've done that twice now, and then they're going to go after that gal. So once they get her, maybe uh, maybe female will settle down a little bit. But if they've been doing this the last five or six years, who's to say they haven't been doing it forever, you know? Now, I know of one instance where um, it was in Sacramento during the, in the mid to late 90s when we had all that uh, El Nino rain. Oh, man, did it rain and rain and rain and rain. And the ground was saturated, wouldn't accept anymore. So we had rivers flowing where there never was rivers before. And all the farmland looked like uh, like a big lake as far as the eye could see. Um, anyway, uh, one couple that I had heard of, I, it was a couple I knew, I knew, and their mother and father or aunt and uncle, I think it was, uh, one of the two, uh, had lost their mobile home in, in a flood. And FEMA came in and bought them a new mobile home, okay? And now you know that to be a fact. So, you know, there was a time when FEMA cared. <laughs> uh, evidently not anymore. But, uh, you know, the times are changing. So, uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, it's interesting. They got this guy. So they got him. They got his former supervisor. And now they're going to go after his current supervisor. So, Lord, take care of those guys as they do this. And uh, bring her to justice. I pray in Yeshua's name. So, folks, there's a lot of stuff going on around us, a lot of stuff happening. It's Life seems to be kind of precarious lately. I think maybe you'd agree with that. Um, and uh, it just goes to show us we never know our day and hour, you know. And, um, and I'm kind of glad we don't because if we did, we'd be blowing it right up to the last minute and then repenting, right? Um, so, you know, it's, it's good to live for, for Yahweh and not... Uh, not flub up like that, but um, it's uh, it's disheartening. It's sad. It's it could be even depressing reading stuff like this or hearing it, as the case may be with you. You're hearing it. I'm reading it um, and listening to it. We all are. But um, it's uh, sometimes it seems like you know it could be any day Yahweh is coming back, and it could be. Uh, because things are getting worse, but I hate to say this, but I think things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. And I, I think that, um, uh, well, natural disasters are going to continue, so FEMA is going to continue. Um, how For how long, I have no idea. But um, we just have to be really careful, folks, and walk on, uh, what's, what scriptures say? Be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. Okay, think about that phrase for a while, okay? Would you please, you know, tonight as you're laying in bed, uh, think of the, Yahweh tells people to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. Okay, kind of sounds like he's asking us to be two opposite things, huh? And they may well be, but it at the same time, it's it'll be two um, personality traits that you'll have that will, um, first of all, confound the enemy, <laughs> And second of all, it'll help you to get through because you'll have the wisdom to to fight when, when you need to fight and uh, the wisdom to not fight when you don't need to fight and uh, to just enjoy life. But anyway, um, 
So, yeah, if you've been disheartened or you're, you know, maybe depressed about stuff that's going on, just, I ask you not to just look at the present, but look a few years down the road, maybe seven. Um, but before you do that, look at, if you're a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ, um, when, when he blows that trumpet or when the angel blows the trumpet, we're out of here. We're not going to be here anymore to put up with this garbage. So we'll be out of here. I mean, another group will become believers uh, while we're in heaven waiting. Uh, they'll be waiting for us in the return of Yeshua um, in physical form to take back the earth. But, uh, yeah, so first of all, we have the promise that when the rapture occurs, uh, we're, we'll be there, we'll be, and then we'll be called up in the air and be with him for a short while, or it seemed like a short while. And then, um, and, and, and when things get the worst, folks, is when, when human beings, especially believers in Yeshua, are, are their most brilliant. Okay, that's when he can use us the most, when we're in circumstances that are totally beyond our control. That's when he uses us, and a lot of times he'll use people for his glory. And who knows, maybe you and I or some other people will go down as a testimony to the greatness of Yahweh because we'll do something or he'll have us do something at a crucial time when we needed to do it so that his name could be glorified and it'll be remembered forever. Okay? So just think about that. And to think about pain and suffering is transient. And uh, yeah, we have it while we're on this earth. <laughs> uh, I could talk about that pretty well. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure you can too, but we have to go through all this for the good stuff to happen at the end, okay? Um, Yeshua used the, and the Bible uses the, um, the act of childbirth to describe, you know, first you're, um, you feel the, the pain and you feel more pain. And then the, um, the, the pains are going through you, the contractions are going and uh, they get closer and closer and closer. and But then you give birth, and after you give birth, you feel much better. That's what I'm told anyway. And um, and you start to heal up, and you're holding that beautiful little baby in your arms. So that's what it's going to be like. You know, things are going to get bad. We're going to experience bad times until we're called home. And, um, and those who are going to experience the worst times will have the return of Yeshua to look forward to. Okay. So don't be disheartened. Uh, read some Psalms tonight. Read the 23rd Psalm. I mean, everybody tells you to read the 23rd Psalm, don't they? Um, but the first, I say the first 23 Psalms, the first 30 Psalms are, are really encouraging. So, you know, read them if, if you, if you need to, and if you, if you want to read them anyway. <laughs> well, folks, I'm going to, um, get going here. We've been on for an hour and 19 minutes. It's getting to be a trend, I guess. Um, and we'll be back on next Tuesday. And uh, someday, folks, soon, soon, uh, next couple of months maybe, we're told we're going to get fiber internet in here. <clears throat> and if we do get fiber internet in here, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind going to uh, an everyday show. So, every weekday. So, But we'll see. And I have to check that with... Uh, you know, my wife and, and pray and see what the Lord wants to do, too. That's just an idea that I have in my head. So, anyway, um, hey, folks, um, 
See you next Tuesday. Have a beautiful and glorious weekend. Um, follow the Lord, serve the Lord, and uh, don't deny the Lord. And when you stand before the Father, He'll, he'll uh, acknowledge you. And boy, uh, is it going to be a feeling and an experience like none of us have ever imagined. All right. Well, good night or good afternoon as the case may be, folks. And um, see you on Tuesday, okay? Talk to you soon. Oh, wait a minute. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May Yahweh give you the peace that passes all understanding so that you can not only survive this stuff that's going to happen, but conquer during this time. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Good night, folks. God bless.